Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome back to the show, Ridiculous Historians. I'm Lauren. I am Michael Alder June. And uh, you, we're not the people that you're probably used to hearing on here. Yeah, you're like, who in the hell are these people? <laughs> uh, well, if you are listening on the day this comes out, it is International Women's Day. And a thing that iHeart likes to do for that is to have some of us lady hosts come on and do a takeover for some of the dude hosts. And so Ben and Noel invited us to come talk about some weird stuff with y'all. Yeah. And uh, Lauren is being very nice in in referring to us both as hosts. Um, I'm, <laughs> you've probably only heard my name if you've heard it at all uh, associated with the shows uh, Where Were You in 92 and the fabulous Too Much Information I cut tape on those. This is actually, I think, my first time on the business side of the microphone uh, on one of these. So I'm very excited. Maybe on these podcasts, but you have plenty of experience. You, I mean, you, you've, got a, you've got a long and storied career. You've done some really stellar interviews. Oh, okay. So uh, Lauren is referring to my dozen or so years in public radio before this, during which time I, I got to run out into traffic in the middle of Atlanta and ride shotgun in a race car. I uh, <laughs> I once conducted an interview whilst climbing Stone Mountain. That was fun Ooh. and exhausting. Yeah. Breath support. Yeah. And I've, I once interviewed Spike Lee. That was <laughs> terrifying. Oh, my heck. I, I would have not gotten there. I would have been stuck standing in my house, not remembering how to tie my own shoes. It was not one of the times when I was making my job look easy. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, making both of our jobs look easy today uh, with us, as always, is uh, super producer Max Williams. <laughs> Max. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still here. Well, thank Couldn't you get rid that. of the entire crew. We need somebody to push buttons and to look things up for us and to make us sound 
Like we aren't a couple of bumbling fools. <laughs> and I'm here and I am qualified to do it, possibly. <laughs> we trust you. We trust you. Okay, so for today's episode, we are going to be talking about houses. And not just any houses, but haunted houses. And not just any haunted houses, but haunted houses that have been legislated about. <laughs> Yes, there is at least one home in America that is legally haunted, and we know about that thanks to real estate. And I don't know if y'all have ever tried to buy or sell a house. I'm in the process of attempting to buy a house right now, and I can speak to you from extremely personal experience that that it is arduous and complicated. And there are all kinds of, like, weird plot twists that pop up. Like, I don't know, man, like, is that mold in the wall going to require me to tear down the entire house? It could. Yeah, the insulation in the attic, is that still, does that still work? Or am I going to have to take all of that disgusting fluff out and replace it with something that was made in this century? I was at one time a homeowner, and... Let me tell you, clambering around in your own attic, not fun. Before I went in, before I owned a house, I always pictured it kind of like working on a pirate ship and it being very yeah. swashbuckling and getting to, you know, climb up into the attic and clamber down into the uh, into the crawl space and work on things and, uh, you know, hoist the riggings. <laughs> and it is not like that at all. It is it is disgusting <laughs> and it is laborious. And expensive. It's terribly, terribly expensive. And so when you're buying a house, there's so much to think about. And you probably aren't going to think to ask, hey, also, is there a ghost that lives here? Right. Is it already occupied by a dead person? Yeah. There's quite a long way to go between your kids hearing bumps in the night or uh, seeing lights flicker on and off. And then there being, like, lawyers and courts in, involved. So, like, let's let's dive in. What? How did we get to there being such a thing as legally haunted? All right, let's set the scene, yeah. Uh, so the Ackley House is this earnestly beautiful Victorian home. It's in this wonderful place called Nyack, New York, which sounds like the kind of thing that theater kids used to warm up. <laughs> Nyack, New York. Nyack, New York. New York. Nyack, New York. You know I love <laughs> Nyack, New York. <laughs> uh, it's not too far away from uh, the legendary Sleepy Hollow. Spooky. And if Sure, sure. And uh, it was built in, like, 1890. You know, it, it's just one of those beautiful, sweeping Victorian homes. You know, it's got the, it's got all of the wood paneling. It's got the wraparound porch. It's got that kind of turret sort of thing. It's got a, it's got an in-ground fenced-in pool. Eight bedrooms, four and a half bathrooms, like one and a half kitchens, because there's one in what I assume was the servant quarters. Lovely. You know, it's got the stained glass in the windows and stuff like that. It sounds like the kind of place where, like, a murder mystery would take place. Mm-hmm. But has there been? No one knows. <laughs> uh, we don't know much about the early occupants of the house. Some people say that it was probably owned by a family that still, that still lives in the area. There's just not a lot of documentation. But it does stand out from the other houses on the street. Okay, so we should note that the house is not the site of any, like, 
infamous murder um, or some kind of heartbreaking tragedy. The rumors of ghosts go back to the mid-1970s. So we're jumping way ahead in time. And in 1977, Reader's Digest published this article titled Our Haunted House on the Hudson. And it was written by uh, this woman named Helen Ackley, the Ackley House. She lived there. She was uh, married to a man named George Ackley. She had four kids. And in it, she wrote these flowery descriptions about the family's many ghostly roommates that lived there. And it's funny because... While it is a ghost story, it feels more like it feels more like somebody describing like an unexpected pet living with them. Like maybe not maybe not like an elephant in the room, maybe like uh like a one of the smaller, less lethal wildcats, like a lynx. Like if if a lynx came to live in your house unexpectedly, but you like kind of made way around it. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, you know. Could it hurt us? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, oh, how cute. Sure. Like, it's just (laughs) standing here enjoying the views of the Hudson River with me. You know, I asked (laughs) it if it likes my paint color choices, and it didn't disagree. So, (laughs) heck yeah, let's keep the links, and let's write a charming Reader's Digest article about it. So, like, just to set this up, I'm just going to read a little bit of this this description. Great, great. Um, Just from the, the first couple of paragraphs. I saw our house for the first time on a hot July day in 1967. A bedraggled old Victorian. It had stood vacant for seven years. Okay, red flag right away. Huh. Its waist-high lawn clutched about a sturdy stone foundation. Its wood-shingled roof was awry. But as I followed the real estate agent and my husband, George, into the spacious hall, I knew I was home. So this is the tone that she's going for. Yeah. And so even before, like, even before they get all of their boxes unpacked and their stuff moved in, local children start wandering up. I imagine, like, kids, like, scooting up on, like, on bicycles. Oh, yeah. Wearing, like, the, like those, like, like jughead crowns. Probably. Um, you know, local, local, local ne'er-do-well 12-year-olds. Um who wrote up and warned them that, like, hey, did you know that you just bought a haunted house? Because, like, this was the talk of the neighborhood. Everybody sure. knew to... It had been it had been vacant for seven years. Everybody knew to... I, I imagine everybody knew to stay away from it. And the local kids probably had all sorts of, like, stories about what could have happened in the house. Oh, sure. I mean, it's also like a like a low-key, creepy old Victorian. And that's, you know, oh, there's, totally. there's, there's one of these, or I mean, even if it's not a Victorian, there, there's one, like, slightly dis- in disrepair home on every street that the local kids have a story about. And this was that one. And right, the the couple and the children go on to have any number of of supernatural run-ins. There's moccasin-style shoe-clad feet on the stairs. There's uh, a a dude in the hallway in like perhaps Revolutionary War era attire. The powdered wig and everything. Oh yeah, absolutely, very proper. Um, uh, the, the the daughter Cynthia, who was in high school at the time, said that over Christmas break every morning her bed shook her awake. (laughs) And she wasn't, like, scared particularly or mad about it, except, like, she wanted to sleep in. And so one night before she went to bed, she was like, hey, 
I'm on vacation, dude. Can I sleep in? And it didn't happen that morning. So <laughs> I love how laissez-faire they are about this whole thing. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know. That's as long as nothing particularly frightening is happening. This this all seems just fine. Yeah. Like like yeah, like again, like having a, you know, a lynx just like padding right. around the house, sleeping just in the fine. sunbeams. It's like just just leave it alone. And it won't claw your eyes out of your <laughs> But so, okay, the ghosts were not the reason that, that this couple decided to eventually sell the home. You know, they were just ready to downsize. So they I list- imagine, you know, they had like empty nest syndrome. Sure. They had this gigantic house on the Hudson. Right. And they'd fixed it up. You know, they were ready to, to, to make a little bit of a profit. So it's 1989. Uh, they list the property with, uh, with Ellis Realty, with agent Richard Ellis. And this young couple, Jeffrey and Patricia uh, Stambovsky, are interested. Remember that last name? Yeah. Stambovsky. Stambovsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they get interested and they put in down payment. So, okay. So talking to that realtor, according to... Helen's daughter, Cynthia, Helen Ackley did, in fact, disclose the haunted nature in a, you know, just bringing it up in passing like, oh, by the way, there's also a lynx that lives here. <laughs> by the way, this place is also kind of haunted. You know, fun fact, you know, not not in any kind of like, hey, before like, you go out. in. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were to ask um, Ellis the real estate agent, he remembers uh, even her refusing to sign her end of the contract before having a conversation with the Stambovskis about it. So, like, she did make it known that, hey, place is haunted. But there's like a ghostly he said, she said about this, because the the Stambovskis insist that they had not heard about this. And um, furthermore, that they don't believe in ghosts, but that they do believe in the market. (laughs) <laughs> and and that ghosts can impact the market. So after they heard about this whole ghost thing, they wanted to pull out of the deal. They, in fact, filed action against the Ackleys for, and I quote, fraudulently misrepresenting a material condition of the home by so not mentioning not, the, not the mentioning links the in ghosts. the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's scratching up the furniture, you guys. (laughs) And with that, these ghostly specters uh, have brought these people to court. That's (laughs) (laughs) it's not even a links in the room. It's a link. It's links in the courtroom. Yeah. Uh, So okay, the the idea here is that um, whether or not ghosts are real, the fact that Helen had told the whole neighborhood about this, had like had like written an article that was published in Reader's Digest, that this affected the the value of the property. And not by making it go up either. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although we'll get into that a little bit later. So that complaint was initially dismissed by the courts. The courts threw it out and said that um, this woman... She didn't have she didn't have to disclose anything about a haunted house uh, to the buyers. Like y'all should have asked. Don't worry about it. Not our problem. Get out of here, guys. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, uh, one of the legal things that that crops up in cases like this is uh, a caveat emptor, which is Latin for buyer beware. 
basically it's just it's just saying that it is the buyer's responsibility to do any due diligence in figuring out whatever's going on with the property. It's not the seller's responsibility to tell you. You have to figure it out as the buyer. Um, and which, like, I mean, Lauren, speaking to you, like, you know, you're you're working from experience here. Mm-hmm. You you know, you went through all of the folder all of buying a house. Like, what did you not think of that you should have to ask? Like, if you could go back and warn <laughs> yourself, like, hey, ask about the basement or whatever. I mean, it's the the process is still ongoing, so I guess we're going to oh, find Lord. out. But um, <laughs> uh, but that being said, like, I mean, I hired, I hired a contractor, an electrician, um, an HVAC expert, uh, and. To be honest, I did have a friend come through for like a vibe check. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you you were you were more much more proactive than the Stombrovskis, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> okay, uh, but at any rate, they appealed the decision, um, and it went all the way to the New York State Supreme Court. That's bonkers. That's, that's <laughs> know, bonkers to me. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, once it got to the court, once it got to the Supreme Court of New York, let me make sure that I'm getting this judge's name correctly. Justice Rubin? Do we have his first name? Hey, Max, do we have Justice Rubin's first name? Who's that sneaking in the phone? It's Max! And he's full of knowledge just for you right now. Here he comes. It's Max with the facts! <sighs> so we've got like a whole Jackson 5 situation going on in the Supreme Court in New York. All right. I think I'm pretty certain I have the right one. The right justice, I think, is Israel Rubin. He was the associate justice from 1989 to 2002, born December 14th, 1926, and died May 23rd, 2014. But as June was joking, there are multiple Justice Rubens in New York (laughs) around this time. So... Let's call this Max with the partial facts right here and go with it. So Justice Rubin, who was quite a spring chicken at that point, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he disagreed with uh, the former court's ruling that, you know, basically said, get out of here. And he was joined by two other judges, whether they were the other two Rubens, we don't know. <laughs> he was joined by two other judges to form the majority opinion uh, that the caveat of buyer beware, caveat emptor, should be set aside in this case because the defect is not a physical one. Again, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's ectoplasmic. <laughs> the ju- <laughs> now, because the judges were not, you know, tarot readers, they, they weren't. Ouija board enthusiasts. Um, instead, they argued that things like a crime, a violent crime happening in the house, a reputation based on past occurrences in a location, can devalue the market value of a property. And so as a result, the seller should have, have to disclose this to the buyers. So he was kind of wagging his finger at, um, at Ackley there. Yeah, yeah. Um, The court wrote, uh, having reported the ghost's presence in both a national publication, uh, i.e. Reader's Digest, and the local press, defendant is stopped 
to deny their existence. And as a matter of law, the house is haunted. Yeah, as a matter of law. Legally haunted house. Where is that movie, by the way? Like, I, w- I want to see, like, you know, coming this fall from Miramax Pictures. <laughs> Elle Woods is back from the dead. Legally haunted. Ammonium cyclocalyl. I think I think that we could we could have multiple movies in a year the same you know that that once upon a time we had like multiple tornado films in a year like like oh, one yes. can be a really tense court drama and one can be way more fabulous you get like fashion tips from the ghosts you like really start bringing back some revolutionary uh, era fashions I think it would be really cool <laughs> a buddy comedy with a yeah. ghost <laughs> yes we need more of those yeah. No, All I right. agree. I agree. So, but yeah, the, so the judge was basically like, Helen, you went and told everybody. Yeah. In Reader's Digest. Yeah. Um, in great detail. Okay, so just, re- I'm, I'm sorry, but to return to this Reader's Digest article, because it's so, it's so flowery and fascinating. Like, it's, it's as if she's writing about, like, just an old friend who stopped through town. So at one point, she's writing about how she, um, she's alone in the house, and she's painting a room. And um, she feels eyes on her. And uh, I'm reading here. I turned my head. The room was empty. I started working again, but the eerie feeling persisted. So I spoke out loud. I hope you like the color. Hope you're pleased with what we're doing to the house. It certainly must have been lovely when it was built. And as I talked, I kept painting, but I felt the energy of those eyes focused on the nape of my neck. I looked over my shoulder again. Quote, he sat there in midair, smiling at me from in front of the old fireplace, hands clasped around his crossed knees. He was nodding and rocking. He faded slowly, still smiling, and was gone. But I knew that he approved of the work our family had lavished on our mutual home. This is, it's very Nora Roberts, I feel. (sighs) I love everything about this story. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like she yeah, it's it's not it's not a ghost story. It's like a it's like H it's like a ghost story but for HGTV. Right. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24/7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes. You heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. You know, Ben, I got to say, one of the best parts about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity you get where you're like, man, how have I been living like this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you're right, Noel. It's, it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Okay, so this house, the, the, the decision is known as the 1991 Stambovsky versus Ackley ruling. Or. or <laughs> right, uh, by its way cooler street name, the Ghostbusters ruling. <laughs> Who are you going to call? A lawyer. You're going to call lawyer. a lawyer. <laughs> uh, okay, speaking of. Where does the law stand today on haunting disclosures? Okay, so the Ackley verdict, of course, as court cases do, created a precedent. It's not official state law in New York, but it did set this precedent for the question of whether or not to disclose paranormal activity. And people have come out of the woodwork uh, or, <laughs> or the grave work uh, <laughs> To capitalize on this, folks like uh, Cindy Hagley, who is a real estate agent, I think in the Bay Area. Uh, Max, can I get a fact check on that? Is she in the Bay Area? I will get on it. Thank you. Um, She she runs the Hagley Group, uh, Hagley, pardon me, and is the president of, and I love this, Past Life Homes, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a consultancy that helps haunted homeowners sell their properties. Yeah, and shout out to HowStuffWorks.com, who interviewed her back in 2020 about all this. And and that phrase, haunted homeowners sell their bedeviled properties, is straight from them. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. So I got Cindy Hagley's uh, Zillow page up. Well, first, first and foremost, she, her, hers or pronouns. Perfect. Uh, five stars on 14 reviews. Ooh. That's most important. Specialties, buyer's agent, listing agents, foreclosure, short sales. She is located like in the San Francisco-esque area. Yeah, okay, so great. San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, that kind of area. All the way out to Stockton. And we should note, uh, she's also a podcast host. <laughs> Perfect. She has, she's the co-host of a show called Grave Misunderstandings, which, no. oh my God, I love this so much. Okay, this is wonderful. Um, <laughs> if it wasn't clear to everyone, uh, <laughs> June and I are kind of like spooky bitches. And so, like, I think that this is this is this whole thing is perfect. I'm so glad that we're getting to do it right now. Literally wearing a skull necklace. Right now. <laughs> Just uh, a big dumb goth bitch. That's why they asked me to do this. 
but okay, so according to Hagley, who is a, an expert in this kind of thing, she will disclose hauntings if they are open and notorious. Like, if there have been multiple sightings, the neighbors know, maybe you've written a florid Reader's Digest article about it. Uh, and, you know, because, right, like, like along the lines of the fact that, that this could be stigmatizing for the home. And, like, state law is, is, is difficult. Like, like, to be honest, I did not dig through the legal code for home buyers for every state, but I have read on legal blogs, law blogs, um, law that, blogs. Uh, law blogs, um, law, uh, blogs, law blogs. <laughs> thank you, um, that, uh, that three states do mention hauntings in their disclosure law. Minnesota and Massachusetts actually both free sellers from having to disclose such a non-material fact as a haunting. <laughs> um, <laughs> mi- 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 Minnesota. Non-material is great. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and Minnesota specifically calls them um, perceived paranormal activities. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Y'all you- keep your, your free-roaming vapors to your tears. <laughs> yeah, don't have to. New Jersey specifies that a seller does have to disclose hauntings if asked. If asked is the important part. So right. buyer beware. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like generally, you don't have to proactively tell anyone about this. But if you live in California, if you live in California, South Dakota, or if we have any lis- listeners in Alaska, which I know that we do, mm-hmm. there are exceptions to this rule. And I, I, I love this. So in California, for example, any death on a property, right. uh, peaceful or otherwise, <laughs> it states, needs to be disclosed if it occurred within the last three years. Um, in Alaska in, and in South Dakota, they're a little less concerned with death. Uh, it's any death within the past year. Okay. So, yeah. So that 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 person who got uh, accidentally murdered to death um, <laughs> in your foyer uh, five years ago, don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. That one's fine. Yeah. Yeah. She's okay. She's just chilling. Um, <laughs> but other states, it's uh, it's going by uh, it's going by the good old guacamole rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's available on request. The information. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to cost you extra. <laughs> but you know, if if you're if you are particularly if you are particularly af- there, we need to come up with another phrase for like afraid of ghosts or like having a prejudice against go- like deadest, d- d- ghostist, ghostist. Yeah, spiritist. Are you a spirit? It's like being ageist. Like, oh, no. It, it's like being ageist to an extreme. To an nth degree. <laughs> so if, if you're spiritist, um, just know that y- you should probably ask. Sure. Yeah, because generally speaking, like if a potential buyer asks any question about the property to the seller or the agent, they have to answer truthfully to the best of their knowledge. Mm-hmm. The rules do change um, if the death in question was violent, um, like like a like a murder, a suicide, especially anything that's been publicized um, is, is in a con- florid in a florid in a fl- <laughs> Reader's Digest article. <laughs> uh, I don't know in a true crime podcast, something like that. Mm, um, mm. Where 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 would we hear something like that though? 
Oh, I have literally no idea. Um, uh, th- that's considered something that would stigmatize the property to the same extent that like that like physical damage, like like water damage or, you know, lead paint in the walls, which is a form that I had to sign off on knowing about my house having. They're like, yeah, don't eat the paint chips. I was like, gotcha. Cool. No problem. State of Georgia. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're all roof things- is like, yeah, I love like the, the checklist is like, you know, make sure that the roof is stable, make sure that the foundation isn't cracked, make sure that it's not haunted. And yeah. that there's no murders that happened here. Yeah. Although I will say that there are some situations in which, uh, yeah, hauntings can be considered a bonus. Ooh, okay. This is, okay, this is what I'm here for. Okay, so just for example, some agents who sell homes in New Orleans hang of course, New Orleans. special placards from the street-level signage. You know, like, y- you've seen these placards on real estate signs. It's like, open house, swimming pool, contract pending, haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Or not haunted. They have both of those specified. What I want is like a motel sign that has like a neon, like, n- like, like, n- like no vacancy. Uh-huh. Haunted, not haunted. Bzz, bzz, like, Ooh, yeah. yeah, depending on when the co- ghosts are coming and going. Mm-hmm. Um, I <laughs> or, want or like the Krispy Kreme, or the Krispy Kreme uh, <laughs> hot and now. Hot. hot, fresh now ghosts. <laughs> I'm very into this. <laughs> I have to admit to y'all that um, that if I ever hang a sign like upon my person that says in large caps lock block letters, not haunted, it's a lie. <laughs> that is absolutely overcompensation and you should. Oh, we can me. see it in your eyes, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need to advertise. June's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> having said all of that, what is the Ackley House doing now? I mean, uh, apart from standing by the Hudson handsomely. Sure, sure. Uh, it has actually changed hands, like, relatively frequently. The aforementioned uh, real estate agent Ellis said, maybe it's because of the energy there. <laughs> but, but right, like, it does have this history of perceived haunting. None of the subsequent owners have dis- have, have reported any ghosts themselves. And a bunch of them have been like really pretty public figures. I believe the guy who bought it after the the Ackleys were trying to sell it and they went through this whole Stimbovsky case was filmmaker Adam Brooks, who lived there for like 20 years. That was his residence, if you're unfamiliar with the name off the top of your head, while he co-wrote the screenplay for Practical Magic. How freaking perfect is that? I love that. And then after him, Ingrid Michaelson, the you know, light and bubbly ukulele wielder um, yeah. lived in it. And, and then she sold it in 2015. So in 1989, it sold for for how much? 800,000? 800,000. Okay. So by the time Ingrid Michaelson is unloading it in 2015, it was listed for $1.9 million. Ooh. An old Victorian on the Hudson. Hey. Because of course. But she didn't blame ghosts for leaving. <laughs> I can't imagine that Ingrid Michaelson would like would see ghosts. Like she she would like living with that lynx, I would imagine. Oh sure. Yeah. She'd be like, hey, what do you think of this riff? And, you know, I don't know if ghosts would have an opinion. I'm sure that that old powdered wig would probably have have a word or two to say. <laughs> Try going to a minor chord. See, maybe maybe this is why she left. Maybe she was like, don't start tired criticize. of getting notes. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> but but um, it was, in fact, another musician who bought the home, Mars Yahoo. 
bought the uh, home yes. and lived there for four years. Who knew? Until until 2019. And then the home went up for sale in 2020 for $1.9 million and last sold in 2021 for $1,795,000. So not quite the asking price, but, you know, real estate's weird right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so maybe the most important question that we haven't really touched on. I'm surprised that we've gone this entire time without talking about it. Lauren, have you ever seen a ghost? You know, I I can't say it was necessarily a ghost. I have, uh, I don't believe in ghosts, but I have experienced phenomena that I cannot say that I can explain. (laughs) That's a pretty big butt, Lauren. It is a, it's a, that's a large, that's like a baby got back, like sized (laughs) butt right there. I mean, I, like, like I brought that friend over, our, our friend Cody. You know Cody. Uh, oh yes, Cody. Of oh, but perfect. <laughs> not perfect. specifically because I wanted them to do a vibe check. Like they're one of my best friends. Like I wanted them to check to, to see the house in general. It's a thing that I'm excited about. Come check out this very expensive thing I might embark on. But right, like the fact that they did a vibe check was welcome. Um, partially because the house that I'm buying is a is a estate sale, and mm. you know. <laughs> <laughs> the former owner, I, I'm not sure where she passed. It might have been in the house. Oh, that's it's interesting. It's from the 1960s. Any number of things could have happened there. Oh, well, of course. 1960s Atlanta? Come on. Right? Come on. <laughs> I, I, have, I have seen, I'm fairly, no, not fairly. I am absolutely a thousand percent certain I've seen a ghost. Yeah? So, yeah. So I was staying with, my, I was a young child. I was staying at my grandmother's house. And my great grandmother at that time was in a nursing home, which was almost literally just across the street from the Oh, house. oh, wow. Uh huh. And I was sleeping in her old room. And I recall one night waking up because the light in the bathroom next to that bedroom was turned on and like light was flooding into the room in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, you know, kind of sat up with a start. I didn't have my glasses on because I had been asleep. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a figure, a shadowed figure in the doorway, just sort of poking its head into the room. And it made it made a, a surprised noise. Like they did, like they poked oh. their head into the room, not expecting to see somebody lying in the bed and went, huh, and withdrew really quickly. And for some reason in my like nine-year-old brain, I was like, oh, I, Lola, my Lola is asking me to get up. So oh. I got up. And, so I woke up and I went to the bathroom and I brushed my teeth. <laughs> and then I, I was... I walked into the living room. It's the middle of the night. I'm finally, I'm wearing my glasses by this point. Uh-huh. And in the living room, my great-grandmother, my nanai, was sitting in the chair she normally sat in, right by the front window, just looking out onto the lawn. And it freaked me the hell out. And I ran to my Lola's bed and I, like, dove under the covers. Oh. And slept between her and Lolo, like, for the rest of the night. <laughs> um, and then nobody believed me in the morning until, uh, until, until okay. they got news that in the middle of the night, Nanai had suffered some internal bleeding 
and had to be emergency rushed to the hospital in the middle of the night, probably right around the time that I saw her in the living room. So I've had, I've had close personal experience with um, with the supernatural. So I am like, I am so on board with this whole like, like, let me at this house. Somebody, somebody give me, somebody give me a couple million dollars so I can move into this house on the Hudson in New York and, and just live out, live out my, <laughs> ghostly, live out my ghostly dreams. My, my links, my, my, <laughs> my linksy fantasies. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, see, all of mine are are much more easily explainable than that. Like, like I don't know, like like one of the theaters that I volunteer at around town sometimes. Um, you know, like like I would be there after hours at weird times when when no one else was around, mm-hmm. and you know, I would hear weird weird sounds coming from places where I mean, it's old building. You know, things happen in old buildings, but but sounds that I couldn't quite explain, um, in places that I couldn't quite explain them having come from. Uh, kind of hot and cold. Uh, areas, stuff like that. <laughs> oh, that I just hear walked about. through somebody. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. And um, and there was this one specific, like, like really, like really rhythmic knocking that would happen. That was that was just like really almost inquisitive. It was just like a kind of thing happening. I don't know if that picked up on Mike at all, but this went on for a number of weeks. And then we found out that there were raccoons living in the air vents, so. <laughs> um. <laughs> speaking speaking of, of furry rodents moving into your house. Where is this transition going? <laughs> no, just oh, going yeah. back oh, to oh, the oh, links. Oh, going back to the links. Great, great. So, I'm back with you. Cool. All right. So what, did, what have we learned? What have we learned? One... Old houses are awesome and mm-hmm. should all all of them should come with ghosts, in my opinion. Yes, absolutely. But if 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 living with a ghost is not your jam and you're buying a house, just ask. Because they sure. have to tell you. It's entrapment. If you see it's, it's entrap <laughs> it's ghostly, it's 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 entrapment and containment. It's the the grid. Oh no. Oh dear. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so buyer beware is like the biggest thing. And also like if you live in Alaska. You know, you got a year. It's okay. You got you got three hundred and sixty five days, and that's all that they're going to give you. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, sleep year, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh heck. So, uh, June, if people want to hear more from you, where can they find you? Well, you can find me. I have a website, uh, MichaelJune dot com. That's M Y K A L because I have to be extra. M Y K A L. J-U-N-E, like the month, michaeljune.com for all your michaeljune.com needs. Um, That has links to all my socials. If you follow me on Twitter, just know that it's a mess. Um, But but I I have links, you know, shows that I've worked on. I'm a writer, so, you know, articles that I've written, um, music that I make, that kind of thing of, you know, you know, spooky bitch just got to bang on guitars. It's necessary. It's in our contract, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't, you don't want to cross the uh, the the spooky bitch legal department. That's terrible. Um, yeah. Uh, my my full name. I don't think I said it at the top. Was is is not was. Oh gosh, am I a ghost? Uh, is Lauren Vogelbaum? Um, you can find me around the internet on Instagram. I am at Vogelbaum, like V O G E L B O M B, because I was really feeling myself that day. Uh, on you Twitter, you are the bomb. 
Oh, you thank you. No, you. Oh, both oh, of us. No, you. Yeah, yeah, you too, Max. On Twitter, I'm Grammar Monkey because that happened in like 2009. And uh, <laughs> it's very, it's very AOL Instant Messenger kind of it kind is. of handle. Yeah. All right. Well, Lauren, June, thank you all so much for being here. Oh, and thank you for course, having us. Yeah, you know, it, it it was much better than the normal two fools I am with. Uh. Uh, <laughs> y'all are much more enjoyable. But, you know, Ben and Noel, they are both very spooky bitches, too. They are. It's true. <laughs> they are. It's what brings us together. Right. But uh, also, we want to give a special thanks to Christopher Hasiotis and Eve's Jeff Coat who are, you know, here with us in spirit, obviously. In spirit. Oh. Uh, obviously, Ben Bolin, Noel Brown, the normal host, who will be back next week, of course. Special thanks to Alex Williams, who composed this theme right here. Our research associates, Jeff Bartlett and Zach Williams. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Zach. And, of course, the haunted spirit of our show, Mr. Jonathan Strickland. <laughs> <laughs> whose ghost will be around to haunt us someday soon, but hopefully that day is not today. Just just don't say his name two more times. It's Beetlejuice rules. Ooh, so. got you. And in the words of our fast and furious leader, Noel Brown, we'll see you next time, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency, where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch, so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.